we must always in all circumstances recognize that the enemy has been defeated and always operate from our position of victory and authority in Christ in every situation when we are at our strongest and when we feel our weakest our declaration is the same satan you have been defeated is our love bold and strong together this is god's word this is god speaking to me i am who god says i am i can do what god says i can do i will become everything he has promised i'm saved healed delivered redeemed i'm blessed victorious prosperous triumphant i'm a minister of god a servant of christ and a channel of his blessing to many people i receive his word i believe his word and i live by his word christ is my master and to him i am in absolute surrender in jesus name amen god bless you, you may be seated please this morning i just want to bring a very simple message uh more as a reminder for our, for each of us as believers uh much or almost everything i'm going to say uh uh is uh most likely things you already know you could probably quote all the scriptures i'm going to use uh but i just want to bring this message as a reminder to our, to us you know it's important for us to be reminded again and again of what the bible says of what the word of god teaches and so i just want to bring this as a reminder to us you know uh the bible makes it very clear to us that we are living in a world where the scripture says the whole world is under the sway or the control of the wicked one now first john 5 verse 19 it says that the whole world is under the control of the wicked one so meaning you you and i are actually in the wrong place you know we are on enemy territory we are in a place where everything around us is dominated by demonic influence or almost everything around us uh, and um, the bible reveals so many things it calls the, the satan as the god of this world the prince of the power of the air uh, and uh, uh, the bible talks about the spirit of disobedience that is now at work in people all around us so there's really a demonic uh, a spirit that is that is at work in people all around us that's ephesians 2 in verse 2 uh and 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 the, and the devil is at work around us the bible also reveals a little bit about satan's past that he was uh, at one point one of the archangels of god his name was lucifer uh, and uh, uh, at some point in time past or time beyond time satan was cast out of heaven and he took a third of the angels with him uh, he was thrown out of heaven and and he set himself up to be against god to do everything against god and the and the bible also reveals to us that satan gained access to this earth through deception the earth was entrusted to man this was man's ground man's territory and man was supposed to have dominion and and, and control of the earth but in the garden of eden as as adam and eve were deceived satan gained access to this whole realm and 
and, and, and therefore Satan and his demons are very active in our realm, in this world, doing everything possible against God. He is anti-God. He's doing everything possible against God and trying to oppose the plans, the purposes, the design of God. And here you and I are in the middle of all this way here on the earth. And the thief, Jesus referred to him as a thief, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So that's what the devil is doing. He's trying to steal, take away what's not his, kill, and destroy. So that's kind of the environment around us, pretty hostile. So as believers, it is wrong for us to think that I'm in an environment where I will have no trouble. On the contrary, we are in a hostile environment. That we have an enemy around us, the devil and his demons who are doing things that oppose God. They want to destroy the plans, the purposes of God. They want to thwart that. And so as believers, you and I will face battles in life. We will have those moments of challenge, difficulty where the enemy is out against us. Uh, there could be so many areas of conflict. Some of us, uh, we will face conflict in our bodies. The devil tries to steal and kill and destroy our health. Sometimes the battle rages in the mind. Uh, and probably that's where most of the battle is, in the mind. The enemy uses all kinds of tactics. Intimidation, condemnation, uh, uh, you know, all kinds of things that he uses in the area of the mind. Coming against the believer. Saying you're unworthy, you're unfit and, 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 and try to deceive us and, and go against us. So that's probably in the mind uh, one of the major areas of conflict. There could be other areas of conflict uh, in everyday life. In the circumstances, situations. Where it could be in the family, it could be uh, in your job, in your career, uh, in your place of work. So many different things where the enemy could come and try to do things that oppose God's plans and purposes. As you seek to advance, he can obstruct, try to put hindrance, create problems. So the point is that all of us as believers are in an environment of conflict. We will face things. But here's what I want to impress on our hearts. I just want to remind us this morning that we must always, in every circumstance, understand that we must always operate out of a place and position of authority and victory in Christ. In every circumstance, every situation, always operate out of your position of victory and authority in Christ. Doesn't matter what you're going through, what situation it is, no matter how bad it is, how difficult it is. Always, 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 you are already in a position of victory and authority in Christ. That's it. That is truth. And it must be settled in our hearts. And no matter how we feel, we may be at our strongest or sometimes we may feel and feel like we are at our weakest. But our declaration is still the same. Satan, you have been defeated. When you're at your strongest, when you feel you're at your weakest, there's only one thing you and I can say. Satan, you have been, when the battle comes against you in your body or in your mind, 
or in your some situation of life whatever it may be when the battle is easy when the battle is hard our declaration is the same satan you have been so can we all say that together let's say it together satan you have been defeated you've been defeated off my body you have been defeated off of my mind you are defeated off of my family off of my job off of my profession off of my present off of my future the enemy has been defeated so sometimes a battle is hard but our declaration is still the same satan you are defeated and so this morning i just want to remind us about some of these things satan's defeat was foretold in the garden of eden in genesis 3 and verse 15 at the time when adam and eve sinned god the father spoke he said i will put enmity between you and the serpent between your seed and its seed you will bruise his heel but he will bruise your hands he foretold about the seed of the woman about what jesus christ would come to do for us So Jesus came. The serpent bruised his heel. Yes, he did things to Jesus, put him on the cross. But in the process, Jesus Christ bruised the head of the serpent, meaning he dealt a crushing blow, crushed the head of the serpent. It was foretold in the garden, accomplished on Calvary's cross, the Colossians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. Now all these things are just reminders, but it just just for us to stir out stir it up once again in our in our understanding here this morning. Colossians chapter 2 verse 14 and 15 talking about the cross the apostle Paul writes and having blotted out the handwriting of offenses that was against us and taking it out of the way having nailed it to the cross. Verse 15 having disarmed principalities and powers he triumphed over them in it that is on the cross so what did jesus do on the cross he removed the requirements of the law he took it out of the way something we could never keep and then he went one more step he said on the cross he disarmed these trip satan principalities and powers referring to all of the demonic powers he stripped satan of all his power he rendered the enemy powerless and he triumphed over the devil on the cross that's the work was done on calvary's cross now remember he didn't have to do it for himself he was already god he was already powerful he was already infinitely greater than god Now, this might be a simple thing but just something for us to understand the devil is not the opposite of god right god is infinitely big the devil is minutely small he's not the opposite he's no comparison to god he's the opposite of god in the sense of intent but he's not the opposite of god in the sense of power or ability there is no comparison so don't even try to compare the devil with god it's like man you're comparing one with infinity so jesus didn't have to gain this victory for himself he was already god infinitely far superior in power and might than puny little satan but the reason he did it was for you and for me 
Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 and 15 says, Inasmuch then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he himself took part of the same. That means he's saying, look, just as the people were flesh and blood people, God, he, he became like one of us. And then he continues to talk about the cross. That through his death, he might destroy the one who had the power of death, that is the devil. Meaning to say that what Jesus did for us on Calvary's cross, he did it as your representative and mine. He did it on our behalf. He partook of what we were, flesh and blood, and then went to Calvary's cross. On that cross, triumphed over every principality and power, triumphed over Satan, and the victory he gained, he gained it for you and for me. That's why Isaiah, in Isaiah the 52nd chapter, the 12th verse, foretelling almost 700 years prior to the cross, Isaiah writes in Isaiah 52 verse 12, it says, Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he will divide the spoil with the strong. What does it mean? He will share the fruit of his victory, he will divide the spoil with the strong. He will share his victory with you and me. You and I are strong because Christ has shared his spoil, the victory he gained, the triumph he gained. He has shared it with you and me. You and I are partakers of Christ's victory. He partook of flesh and blood so that he could be one of us and so that we could then become one with him in his triumph and victory. Amen. So you and I are in a position of victory. We have already triumphed in Christ over the enemy. So Paul writing to the Romans in Romans 16 verses 19 and 20. And this is a song we, we sing. Uh, Paul tells them in verse 19. He says, you know, you continue in your obedience to God. Just stay on it. Be excellent in what is good. Be innocent in what is evil. Don't get, uh, you know, just stay away from evil. Just continue in obedience to God. And as you do that, verse 20 will happen. What will happen? The God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. That means in your life, in everything you do, as you just keep walking in obedience to God, as you just keep yourself and walk as God wants you to walk, you are going to crush, see Satan crushed underneath your Meaning you will walk in the victory and the triumph that has been gained for us on Calvary's cross. So he says, just keep walking in obedience. Just keep walking the way God wants you to walk. And the God of peace will crush Satan. He'll make sure that Satan is crushed underneath your Just keep doing it. Amen. Now this truth has to be established in our hearts. So that when you face conflict in your life and you know the enemy is coming against you, you always operate out of the fact that he is a defeated enemy. When you view that situation, when you view what's happening, it may be very uh, tumultuous at a particular moment in time. It may be very, very uh, oppressive. But you see it and say, devil, you're defeated. You're creating a scene, but you're actually defeated. And if I just stay in obedience to God, I know that the God of peace will crush Satan underneath my feet. So I'm not the one who's going to back up or back out or quit, but the God of peace will crush Satan underneath my feet. Now, the other aspect that you and I must be reminded about and just be encouraged in is the fact that as God's people, we are a people with authority, with Kingdom authority vested in us. It's part of you. It's in you. The authority of the kingdom of God. 
is in you. When Jesus came and introduced the kingdom of God into our realm, he came preaching the message, repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. God's kingdom is, is moving in here. It's coming into our realm. He came with that message. Then the Bible says in Matthew 10 verses 1 and we'll read verse 7 and 8. It says that he called to him his 12 disciples and he gave them power and authority to heal all manner of sicknesses and to cast out devils. So imagine Jesus is saying, listen, guys, I am giving you authority. Something you didn't have till now. I'm giving you authority over all those devils. Go cast them out. Undo what they're doing. I'm giving you that authority. Authority over those evil spirits. Authority over what the devil is doing. Go undo it. And then he tells them in verse 7 and 8, and as you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Announce to people God's kingdom is coming into our realm. Tell them about the kingdom of God. Tell them the kingdom is here. And then as you do that, he says, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, and cast out devils. Get rid of those devils. Whatever the Satan and his demons are doing, Get rid of it. Undo it. Destroy the works of the devil. Go do it. Freely you receive, freely give. Another place in Luke 10, verse 19, Jesus told his disciples, Behold, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. To tread on serpents and scorpions. That means I'm giving you authority to have absolute mastery over the devil and his demons. To tread on serpents and scop. Right? So we're not, we're not like, you know, misusing this thing. Okay, just walking on, <laughs> walking on little snakes. That's not the point. The point is he's saying, I'm giving you this kind of authority that will give you absolute mastery over everything the devil's doing. On serpents and scorpions. And over all. How much? Do you believe it? He said, over all the power of the enemy. Now, it's kind of interesting if you're, if you're interested in looking up the Greek. You know, when he said, I give you authority, he used the word exousia, which, which means delegated authority. And later on, he, over all the power, the word power that is dynamis, meaning ability. So what he's saying is, I'm giving you authority over all the ability of the enemy. Over everything the devil can do, I am giving you authority. And he said, nothing will by any means hurt you. Nothing will by any means hurt you. So you and I can be totally free from all fear because he said in his word, nothing will by any means hurt you. It's not going to hurt you. I'm giving you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. So as a believer, here's the second thing that we must just be convinced about is that we have authority given to us by Almighty God. I mean, you can't go to a higher source for authority than Jesus Christ himself. I'm giving you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. So put your right hand up. Say this with me. I've been, I've been given authority over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt me. That's what Jesus said. Amen. So as a believer, it's settled in your heart that when you have to go against what the devil is doing, whether it's in your life or in the life of somebody else that you're ministering to, you operate out of this place of authority that Jesus Christ has vested in you. Amen. Now think about this. Not only do we have delegated authority, but we also have positional authority. In Ephesians chapter 2, Verses 4 through 6, the Bible says, But God who is rich in mercy. 
He's so rich in mercy, but God who is so rich in mercy, even when we were dead in trespasses and sins, he quickened us together with Christ and he raised us up together and he made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So you and I in the spirit, we are seated in heavenly realms in Jesus Christ. And where is Jesus seated? On the highest throne in this universe. There is no throne higher than his. And you and I as believers are seated with him. Not next to him. With him. Just think how mad the devil must be feeling now. Because that's exactly where he wanted to go. He wanted to get ascend to the throne of the most high God. And here are you and I. People who are dead in sin. God in his abundant mercy lifted us up and said come and be seated with me. In my throne. So you and I are seated in the spirit. We are seated with Christ in the highest throne. And we are in a position of authority which probably even our own hearts and minds can't fathom. And we operate from that position of authority against the enemy. Amen. Authority. And we are part of the church. What Jesus said in Matthew 16. He said to Peter. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against it. Now what does it mean? The gates of hell simply means, refers to, it's a biblical term you see in the Old and the New Testament. And it simply means the power centers of hell. The gates of the city were the place where the elders of the city would dispense justice and establish law and agreements and so on. It was a place, center of power. It also determined access into the city. And so when Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell, he's talking about the power centers of hell, will not be able to overpower or supersede the church. But also understand that the gates don't come to us, we go to the gates. Amen? So when you go into your home, do the gates come running to you? Or do you go to the gate? You go to the gate. So it's not that the gates of hell are running to the church. It's the other way. The church advances to the gates of, of hell. So it's not that the church is afraid, oh, the hell is attacking me. All hell broke loose. Maybe the church showed up, you know. So it's not that the church is in a stationary position with the gates of hell lashing against it. That's not the picture. The picture is of an advancing militant church that is going against the power centers of hell, those areas of demonic domination. The church advances to the gates and those gates will not stop an advancing church. That's the kind of church Jesus is building. That's why we said we are not a nursery. Because he's not just building a nursery. He's building an army. He's raising up people who can advance against the gates of hell in our city, across our nation, and in the nations of this world. We've got to go. I will build my church. And the gates of hell, the power centers of hell, the areas of demonic domination in our city, things in our social structure, Things like prostitution or, or anything else. There's so many things that you can enumerate and list. These are all areas of demonic domination. The church is not sitting and scared saying, what if it affects us? No, no, no. The church is saying, let's go. We've got to affect that. We've got to go against those power centers of hell. And Jesus said, they will not be able to stop the church. And you and I are part of that body. 
I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Keys represent authority. And he's saying, I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Heaven's authority is vested now in the church, meaning people like you and me. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And he said, the correct rendition of the latter part of the verse is this. We bind on earth what is bound in heaven. And we lose on earth what is loosed in heaven. Meaning, what God permits, we permit. What God disallows, we disallow. So really, the church is God's agent here to dispense his kingdom, to advance his kingdom, to, uh, to enforce what he wills here on earth. And we've been vested with that kind of authority here. And it's part of you, part of me. So wherever you go, in your place of work, in your school, your college, on the sports field, in whatever sphere of society you're engaged in, you're there as the church. When I say church, I'm not meaning APC. I'm meaning the body of Christ. <laughs> you're there as a part of the body of Christ to bring what he wants into that place. Amen. And he is vested authority in you. Each one of us, he's vested authority in each of us to do that, to make it happen. So, I want to encourage all of us this morning. Recognize that the enemy has been defeated. That you and I are people who have been vested with authority. He's delegated it to us. He's positioned us in a place of authority. He's handed over the keys to you and me as a church. We've been vested with authority. So, in every situation, going back to the statements we made at the very beginning, in all circumstances, recognize that the enemy has been defeated. And you are only going to operate from a place of victory and authority. Whether it's your personal life, whether it's situations in your workplace, or on the mission field, or you're ministering to somebody else, trying to help them. Always, in every circumstance, see yourself as God sees you. See yourself as the word of God has declared the truth. That you are in a position of authority and victory. That enemy that's causing that trouble, that enemy that's coming against you, or coming against the person you're ministering to, or in that circumstance, any situation, that enemy has been defeated and you are here to enforce Christ's victory. Amen. And even when you and I at our, when we are at our strongest or when we are at our weakest and you feel like that, you got on the wrong side of your bed, the dog jumped on you, knocked you down, the cat spilled the milk, you know, whatever happens at home, when you are just feeling out of sorts, you want to go and hide somewhere? No matter how you feel, when you are at your weakest, you still make the same declaration. Satan, you have been, that's it. I'm not changing. God's word doesn't change. We're going to continue this next Sunday. We're going to talk a little bit more on, so why does the enemy look so big? 
Why are there casualties in spite of this truth? Why, why do these things happen? And, and what must we do as believers? To make sure that the God of peace crushes Satan underneath our feet. How do you actually walk in this on a day-to-day -day basis? We'll talk about that next Sunday. Let's stand to our feet, please. Thank you, God. Let's hold our right hand up in the air. Let's make this declaration. I declare in Jesus' name that Christ has won the victory. I am on his side. I walk in victory. I walk in his triumph. I declare in Jesus' name, I have authority. Satan, you have been defeated. I have authority in Jesus' name. Satan, you have no place over my body. Oh, my family, over oh, anything that concerns me. I'm part of the church and I advance against the gates of hell and I prevail in Jesus' name. The God of peace crushes Satan underneath my feet. My God always causes me to triumph in every situation in every circumstance I come out a winner God does it for me in Jesus name amen that's who we really are amen go forth walk in victory walk in Christ's triumph in every area of your life, walk in it. Because anybody is going to back out, it's the devil. Not you and me. Amen. And as you minister to people, do it the same way. Always operate out of a place or a position of victory and triumph. As you minister to other people. Don't be intimidated by how big, how serious situations. Be calm. Keep ministering and the God of peace will crush Satan underneath your feet. Amen? Let's close. Father, we just thank you that you have made us more than conquerors in Christ. That we will triumph God in every circumstance and every situation. We thank you, God. The Lord bless you, keep you, cause you to triumph in every area of your life and cause you to walk in victory and authority in every situation. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Have a great Sunday. See you again next week. Amen. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.